Well, hello and welcome to A Photographic Life. I'm going to start out with this week's podcast with a whole load of thanks to all of you who've reached out um, with uh, sympathy, um, advice, tips, um, all sorts of things, actually, uh, experiences um, concerning bad backs and sciatic nerves. Um, suffice to say, um, thanks to some, some uh, amazing uh, physiotherapy, I'm feeling a little bit better and I'm starting to hobble around. So thank you very much for all your kind words and your, your positive vibes. Uh, despite my bad back and uh, having received um, confirmation that it was an okay thing to do from my uh, physiotherapist, I drove up t- uh, from the south of England up to Edinburgh, uh, seven hours uh, drive uh, last week, uh, last Wednesday, to um, attend the Scottish premiere at Edinburgh Napier University uh, in association with the fantastic um, Ben at Stills uh, Gallery in Edinburgh and Malcolm at uh, the street level in Glasgow um, for the premiere of the film, which, were, which was fantastic. And uh, despite seven hours being in a car, um, I kept the heated seat on and it wasn't too bad a journey. Um I stayed over with one of my oldest friends, I suppose, in the photographic world. Um, great photographer and filmmaker. If you're not aware of his work, please check out David Eustace, um, as well as um, for the sort of fulfilling those roles. He's regularly exhibited in Scotland, and um, he's also the uh, Chancellor of Edinburgh Napier University uh, for the moment. Um And as always with these situations when two people who've known each other for a long time, and when I I mean a long time, I first met met David, um, we can never really work out exactly when, but um, certainly around 30 years ago, when he was just starting out as a photographer and I was the art director of Tatler magazine, I think at the time, he came to see me. Um, So we've been friends for a long time and you know, the state of the industry, where photography is now, where that leaves photographers, is always to the forefront of any conversation, I think. Um, And that was certainly the case uh, last week. I think my take on that, and I spoke to David about this, is very much, I suppose, imbued within this, this podcast, which is that it's a photographic life now, and that the role of the photographer is kind of multifarious, multi-platformed, um, full of transferable skills. And that's something that I think David um, illustrates fantastically well. And uh, a lot of other people I know are kind of either coming to terms with that, um, perhaps slightly slowly or, or quite difficult, uh, in a quite a difficult way. Or alternatively, fully embracing it. And for young photographers coming into the business who didn't know what it was like in the whatever were the golden days, I think you certainly reach a time in life when your your time starting out, I suppose, were the golden days. But from a commissioned perspective, um, there were certainly a, a golden days of the 80s and the 1990s where access to people... Um, budgets, um, the quality of art director that you were working with and the standing of that art director. Art directors were considered to be extremely important people in the decision-making process. Perhaps not quite the case 
nowadays uh, in a lot of circumstances. Anyway, we kind of chewed the fat around all of these um, discussions. And I think the most important thing that comes out of any of these meetings, and I'm sure many of you listening to this regularly have a, a coffee, a cup of tea or a pint with somebody who you've known for a period of time, perhaps somebody who you started off in the industry assisting, maybe an early mentor um, who's now progressing through their career. And as you do, as you do, you know, the, the world of, I've always thought that the world of being a, a photographer is very similar to the pop music world in that you can either have a, a kind of a steady career uh, gigging around, um, never really being at the top of the charts, but, you know, giving yourself a really good living. You can be an outsider who has no interest in the, the, the commercial, the, the money-making areas of photography and kind of scrape away in the music industry and um, do some really great work and perhaps never be discovered or the saddest thing, I suppose, is being discovered when it's too late. Um, or alternatively, you can, you can have your golden moment in, in, in the sunshine and be top of the charts and then suddenly find yourself perhaps out of fashion um, perhaps things move on and um, you missed miss the curve. Or maybe you didn't want to go with that curve. And that can be really difficult to deal with because suddenly you're not um, top of the chart. Suddenly you're not the first photographer who's called on. And suddenly you're not the first uh, photographer who gets the exhibitions. And, you know, that's where uh, resentment um, can build that um, this industry is um, not fair and I think it would be perfectly reasonable to believe that actually this in this industry isn't fair you know um, just as the music industry isn't fair so you've just kind of got to give it your best shot. Um, following on from that um, and I do apologize if you just heard a dog in the background but that just confirms that this podcast does come from a shed uh, somewhere in the um, the rural uh, English countryside. Uh, and the postman just arrived, and when the postman arrives, the dog next door barks. Anyway, maybe you didn't hear the dog, and that was just pointless wittering. Let's move on. Um, at the premiere, uh, I won't make it too specific, but there was certainly somebody who felt that they needed to make some comments, which I perceived as being quite aggressive, really. Um, they were negative, which is absolutely fine about the film. As, as we all know, we're not in this business to please everybody. We're just in this business to tell our stories. And sometimes they connect with people and sometimes they don't. And that's absolutely fine. Um, but I think this person who, um, in the Q&A session of the, the showing of the film, became incredibly aggressive about the film, um, was perhaps, and I say perhaps, I'm just going to, because I don't know for definite, but um, I've come across this before. So let's say it just kind of sparked a memory, a previous um, reality that I've seen, which is a slightly older photographer who has been working for a very long time, um, whose heyday perhaps uh, was in the 70s or the 80s. And then gets to a point at which they feel as if the industry is ignoring them. And I've had this conversation with a lot of photographers, um, and it's really hard. And 
I suppose anger that comes out of that, that feeling that others are being recognised and you're not, is a really, really difficult thing to deal with, specifically if you've got great work or you had that, that golden moment when when everybody was um, saying that you were, the work you were doing was important, um, aesthetically, and maybe politically, socially, whatever it may be. My take on that is that I think we're in a, a really interesting period at the moment whereby a lot of work is being rediscovered. Fantastic to see Tish Murphy's work at the Photographer's Gallery. And you can hear Ella Murtha, Tish's daughter, talking about that work uh, in a previous podcast. Do check that one out. Um, we had Circa on last week um, with her work in the late 60s through the 1970s being rec- recognised again. And there seems to be um, uh, a movement, a taste, I'm not sure, towards that work which um, had a kind of a, a tenderness to it. Uh, it was about the those relationships with the people who were being photographed, a humanistic approach, humanistic photography, I suppose, although I always hate using categorizations. There seems to be a movement um, towards that work and perhaps finally away from the dominance of the Dusseldorf school's um, cold analytical approach to work. I have no problem with that work. I have no problem with the humanistic work. I don't, I have no preference. Um, However, um, I do feel it's important that we don't have either form of work being overly dominant and that we can be open to all areas and all approaches of photography. And perhaps by creating an environment which is more open in that way, um, some of that work, which at the moment is perhaps being ignored or forgotten, could be um, rediscovered. Certainly the work that's being done with Camera Work magazine and the Amber Collective are reigniting that interest in that work, hopefully amongst young photographers, uh, amongst photographers who perhaps have grown up um, in the through the nineties and the and through the noughties, where where the Dusseldorf School has been, um, I personally would say overly prominent. Um, but there you go. Maybe maybe that's something to um, think about. I think the most important thing of all, though, is just don't get angry. Each week, if you're new to the podcast, I invite somebody, um, usually a photographer, but not always a photographer, to supply me with a little piece of audio. With a mac, uh, which lasts a maximum of five minutes, in which, unscripted by me, um, they answer the simple question, what does photography mean to them? And this week, I'm really pleased to welcome Tom Oldham. So, what does photography mean to me? It's a huge question, really. Um, it's probably why it's taken me so long to answer this. Uh, it's been such a constant in my life for so long. Um, it's something that in time has become the whole of my entire existence. Imagine that. I certainly couldn't imagine that when I first started, but here we are. Um, like I said, it's been such a constant. Really hard to picture life without it. 
not that they're going to take photography away from me, I don't suppose, but it's a bit like dance music in my life. I can't remember what on earth I was listening to before dance music suddenly exploded into my being. And photography is the same. To picture it, picture my existence without it, makes no sense at all. Um, everything I look at has been enabled by photography. My home, my family, how I met my wife, so many of my stories and experiences and opportunities have all materialised because I had a bag of cameras with me. Um, I uh, don't want to especially dwell on this particularly, but uh, from a fairly modest upbringing in a loving and stable but fairly humble home, uh, I'm not really supposed to be now travelling the globe constantly shooting the great and good, but that's how it's worked out so far anyway. Um, I've been eye to eye with loads of my heroes and I'm, re- I'm really happy about that in the way that photographers are ever happy about anything. Um, I'm told it's important... I'm, I'm, by the way, yeah, I'm, I'm told it's important we allow that of ourselves to feel happy and grati- you know, grati- show gratitude, but... It's hard, isn't it, when there's uh, always so much more, always so much more that we could be doing um, and, and that everybody else seems to be doing. Uh, in 2018, it's become much more about what do I mean to photography, I suppose? What mark will I leave on the craft of it and what will I be remembered for having contributed positively? Without wanting to sound righteous, which I really hope this doesn't, my efforts are spent now concerned much less with earning a living and more about generating the pictures that I want to see, that I really care about and fit into a narrative that I feel needs telling. Um, I've been shooting since 1991 and only in the last couple of years does it feel like I can really start to say I've made progress with looking at this much bigger picture and answering my own questions that way so what does photography mean to me only everything whether I like it or not I suppose you need this level of obsession to cope I think the extreme highs and crushing lows of this business would leave you a mess if you didn't have to do it really have to do it I'm I'm simultaneously grateful to photography whilst also being destroyed by it yet continually come back for more. And whether you consider that a healthy relationship or not is for you to decide because I'm pretty powerless right now, I'm afraid. One thing that's for certain, uh, the Helsinki bus station theory uh, reigns supreme. Thank Christ. Listening to Tom there and then kind of reflecting back on some of the things I discussed at the beginning of this podcast. I hope this podcast hasn't been too down. Um, I hope there's a positive element to it. But the reason why this podcast exists is to reflect upon, I suppose, the realities of the photographic life. Um, That's why it isn't full of business advice, kit reviews, Photoshop techniques, um, or falsities, making uh, promises that would be very difficult to keep. The idea of a photographic life as a podcast is to reflect, um, to consider, perhaps start a little discussion, some debates with um, 
and reflect the things that you're going through in the same way that I'm going through and that um, Tom's going through and uh, everybody else, I suppose, who's engaged with the medium that we love so much um, and can so totally consume uh, who we are, what we do and how we see things. And that's the idea behind a photographic life. So um, I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. Um, and in the coming week, um, I've got uh, there's going to be a big pop-up exhibition of the Bill J work, um, photographs of photographers, photographers photographed, which will be uh, presented on um, a building as part of the Brighton Photographic Fringe. So that's been... Uh, that's great um thank you very much everybody for listening this week i hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast and i hope next week to join you uh this week has been small steps of movement hopefully next week we'll be bounding into the future take care mm -hmm.